that, that's not how my brain works and I, I think we're related so I don't think that's how your brain works Welcome back to Voice in Valiant, podcast made by the community for the community. All things Valiant and also audio issues. This is actually yeah. take two of episode nine. And uh, joining is me, Zaza. Uh, hi, I'm finally here. <laughs> this is our usual editor. You might hear him every now and then cutting in to maybe say something that happened like basically right after we finished hitting stop on the cord. Or things that you guys forget. Hey. You didn't you didn't hey. catch Hey, you forgot the auto pops too. No, I did not forget the auto pops. I was recording I was editing in a cafe and I couldn't edit in at that point. Excuses, excuses. Excuses. Ton, tons of excuses. So yeah. Technical difficulties. So instead our editor's going to be in this time as my co-host. Hi. So moving on to this week in Overwatch League. I feel like a lot of the games went how I expected, except for maybe... By at this point, I think we all have a pretty good understanding of who the teams are and where they land, and I don't think there's too many really big mix-ups at this point that yeah. we're going to see. A lot of the teams have become pretty consistent if they've started to drop off a bit. We understand that. I feel like maybe Seoul versus Boston was a little not how i expected to go because even though both dynasty and uprising haven't been doing as well they have in previous stages i I don't know i was feeling like dynasty was finally starting to pick it up again but i guess uprising picked it up faster yeah and i I think that just really like if you had told me at the start of the season that dynasty would be putting in these results i wouldn't have believed you honestly i really wouldn't have um Gladiators and Excelsior. I was pretty happy about that just because both the both the LA teams beat New York Excel, which is at the top. And I feel like yeah, the, York- the the Pacific Division. Pacific Division. Pacific Division. Pacific Division. You see, he, this is, I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, but the editor is actually my brother, so he has to nip with me constantly stumbling over specific Pacific. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not like we live an hour from the Pacific Ocean. (sighs) So, yeah, I feel like the Pacific Division is usually like underrated, I guess. People usually don't expect them to do as well as they do. Even when they Mm -hmm. do well, they're like, oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like really happy to see that both the LA teams have defeated the number one team in the league. And I think that at least this... uh this stage isn't gladiators number two uh as of last week i mean as uh, of as of uh saturday of last week yeah uh yes they are number two because they also defeated london new york and houston yeah because the only one who has defeated gladiators is valiant who is undefeated so far which is i mean you got to give la some props that we got to well, not too undefeated because yeah, two but, top but tier like teams, the two top yeah. the two top teams this stage are both LA teams, so we're doing something right. There's something in the water. I I can't even say that because like most of the players aren't even from LA, 
and the other teams are staying in LA, so I can't even do the in the water joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, obviously Portos is giving them power, but like, no, anyone can get Portos. It, it's not, it's not the internet either. <laughs> it's totally the internet. Oh, it's if it was the internet, then why aren't the other teams need to be discovering the secret by now? You know, I would have thought San Francisco Shock would discover the secret of In-N-Out. Sinesto, I think there was one In-N-Out up there. Maybe oh, two there's now. multiple. And then there's, there's a ton in now? Texas. There's a ton in Texas. Sometimes I forget how much In-N-Out has expanded. You see, in my day, we're, we're not that special <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I feel like San Francisco Shock put up a big effort against New York XL. They did tie one map and take one off of them. But it would have been nice mm-hmm. if all the California teams would have beat XL. Yeah, I mean, but it's still just for them to be the top team and then, you know, both Cal- both LA teams just to take games from them. That's just, that's just huge. I mean, I'm really proud of the teams, how, yeah. how they've all become. Like, Dennis coming back from where they were. Mm-hmm. Shanghai still hasn't gotten the win. Yeah, <sighs> I'm, we're, we'll oh, get there. One day. The thing is, like, the second they lost against the Mayhem, they went to map five. I was like, yes, this is when they're finally gonna... Nope, never mind. I'm sad again. Yeah, no, it's like... and it, I think Dragons does this at least every week, where they toy with your emotions. You think they're finally gonna get their first win, and no, no. Because it's something I, I mentioned to many people, is that the Shanghai Dragons are very good at taking one map. Yeah. That's it. They are ve- they they are very good at taking a map. Sometimes they can take two and go to map five, but they always burn out by the end. Now you can have Dia doing these just amazing plays, getting like the shot from across the entire map, mm-hmm. but they they still don't have anything to really capitalize on his picks, and they fall apart in the end. So like, I would yeah, have I loved mean, to see more. Like they've done a lot of improvements, but I would have liked to see more from them. Just from what I see, it feels like there are six good players playing together, not a team. Yeah, because it does. Uh, the language barrier is there. Yeah, the language barrier is there, but you know, language barrier is there for other teams too. I I I feel really confident that we're gonna see far better showings. In season two, especially if Shanghai Dragons actually gets there, you know, they get time to practice because I'm pretty sure they're going to be in China. So if they get time to practice in China, by the time that's uh, the second uh, next it's year. Not in, it's not until the third uh, season that they're going to have their own. What, what they're doing is the first two seasons are going to be in LA and then the third season, everybody should have their own stadium in their own city. I thought they were going to start doing it second season. Uh, they changed that at one point. But yes, uh, but... Uh, shows how out of the loop I am. This yeah. is why I edit. This is yeah. why I don't guest. <laughs> yeah. he, the way he keeps up with Valiant is by editing this podcast. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. So, I mean, was there any other... Anything else that you saw that was really outstanding? Um, fuel getting a win? I mean... See, this is how out of the new PS. Fuel's been doing actually very well this stage. Edit this out. Moving on to this week for Valiant, the important team. Yeah, uh, this game just had me really stressed out. Was, I mean, it just... 
like Valiant going up against London Spitfire, one of the other like for a while top team in the league. This stage they haven't been doing quite as well as they've been doing past stages, but they are still one of the very like I mean I, I, in past stages they were one of the best teams. This stage even. But it was still very stressful because we didn't really know which way it would go, especially after that first map. Yeah, no, the first map just Blizzard World just. Vagnant isn't very good at Blizzard World. I can tell, and you know, it was a very nice attack, very quick attack. Spitfire did hold a bit, but like we took it quickly. Yeah, I... it, it didn't seem like it was too hard for Valiant to take. That was I feel like that was one of Bannon's best attack on Visit World. Mm -hmm. And they ended up finishing that map with, I believe, three one minute and thirty-three seconds in the time bank. Which is better than I've ever done on it. <laughs> uh one of the things the, the thing is that Valiant ended up with time in the bank but they managed mm -hmm. to stall the London Spitfire enough so that they wouldn't get any time in the bank. So it was just one final attempt from uh, Vanyan that they needed to win. Unfortunately, they could not take that final attempt. But what was really cool was at the beginning of that, uh, they showed a little uh, fun little statistic is that Fate had five more final blows and three more Earth Shadow kills than Gesture mm -hmm. had. And Fate had two minutes less time played on Reinhardt than Gesture. Mm -hmm for that map starting at the uh beginning of vanian's final attempt mm -hmm. yeah no the, the whole the whole game really had me on edge just because you know i saw how quickly valiant took the first point or the did the first attack and i'm like oh no they got this they got this and then seeing how much they struggled defending against spitfire really just like you know, it, it really had me on edge. I really thought that the last push that they had where Hog had the whole Hog there, I thought that they might be able to at least keep overtime going on their final attack. But it not, it's just... Yeah. yeah. They had lost their Risa. They didn't have a shield for the Roadhog. It was just too much. And they weren't, mm -hmm. they weren't able to, to get on point. But the very least, it was a draw. Seeing mm -hmm. as it is not one of Vanyan's best maps by far i believe it is let's see yeah but and it then is we there, go it from... is currently the worst uh map in terms of win percentage and it's yeah. about like even and when it comes to how many times they've played it around the middle mm -hmm. so it's not even that they haven't played it often they've played it enough that there's a good amount of like data on of, it of data there yeah and then we go from Probably one of their worst maps to Lunar Colony. Which this stage is has been one of the very best, which is funny because past stages but, they but did past stages been terrible. Awful on it. Um uh before I be, like before Blizzard World was added, I believe Lunar Colony was their worst map. Mm -hmm. And they are very, very close in terms of win percentage. Uh as I believe that Winston app is only updated up until Saturday. So uh, mm -hmm. 33% win on Lizard World, while Nuna Colony has 33.3. Yeah, 30... so it's, it's not much. It's, it's the two worst maps they had. And you could very much tell. 
when they played on Lunar Colony because like London just held so much. It, it, they, they couldn't do anything. Um, Valiant tends I to be think... very well with holding Lunar Colony, but not the best with attacking it. Yeah, no, and then to attack you, sure. I thought it was hilarious though when Agilities tried to hide outside. Oh, that was precious. <laughs> like, I, I honestly thought he was going to get away with that. <laughs> no, but seeing him floating around and just like dying in zero gravity. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, it was sad, but it was adorable. I and wish, then, I wish yeah. the zero gravity zone would be used more often. I'm, I'm expecting it'll be used more often with the map changes. They're going to... I don't know if the map changes, but I, they're definitely going to make another map that's going to use zero gravity more. They, they have to. It's just too fun of a mechanic. And then we're both avoiding talking about Valiant defending this point because... Well, they did a pretty good job at defending for the most part. Uh, I feel what really got them was that Graviton Surge that was off the mm -hmm. map, which Ned, none didn't pick up the NAS percentage they needed because Agilities had a very good Riptire to stop their first uh, good push that Nundin had. Mm -hmm. But his second tire really didn't pick up anything. I believe Zazaria no. had her bubble up. So mm -hmm. that really... Uh, stopped him from making any sort of impact then that graviton mm -hmm. surge uh agility was already off the off the point and wouldn't have been able to get on in time as he was stuck in that animation mm -hmm. that's that's really like what started to fall apart but i feel like they didn't do as bad as they've done in like previous stages on that map yeah no definitely and it's just like I don't know. It, it it was just kind of disheartening at that point because, you know, one tied, one loss. I really felt like we just, I was starting to lose hope at that point. But I think like Tower really, really changed it up going to Legion Tower. Uh, it's always it's always fun to see Valiant on control. Yes, mm -hmm. they're just uh, even even if they don't win, they always put up a very very good fight. I feel like that's where you can really see them excelling. And mm -hmm. like it's all, it's yeah. a, it, the it's almost always the genities on the Farah, and he's just become so good at Farah this entire season. Yeah, no, just seeing shots that I don't know how he makes them connect. I don't know he if he has some weird like sense into the future, but just seeing those shots, yeah, he's just so it's good just at something else projecting mm -hmm. predicting. <laughs> I, I, I meshed projectiles and predicting yeah. together. Projecting. Predicting his projectiles. No, I'm good at projecting. Um, <laughs> no, but like, it, okay, for the first map, it was just really going back and forth. I didn't know. It, it felt like both teams had it at one point. And then Doomfist came out. <laughs> Desperation Doomfist just... It's... Desperation Doomfist. It was so good. And I believe one of the casters is like, I'm always looking forward to Agilities or Hydration dying at the end. So they come out with that Doomfist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which one it was that said that, but I was I don't like, either, but, but I, then at another point, I'm like, let's see what Thanos can do here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanos has come out. I'm like, oh, God. I, did, I do think he took out half the team. Yeah, because the thing is, like, Doomfist, <laughs> Doomfist is very well in those desperation moments because he gets that shield from his damage done 
and he has high mobility to get him to the point faster, which is why but a lot that, of people that, switch to him. And he'll he's that was a reference. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> he took out half the team. God. Oh, back to work. We go on to map two. I can never remember the map, so it's the one that's inside. Uh, control tower. Control. Is it? Control center. There. Control center. Yeah. Yes, because um, uh, let me think. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I Li- got really excited. Beijing hmm? Tower is the one that I uh know the names the least. <laughs> it, they're not very yeah intuitive, but yeah, because yeah, no. it's Garden and Control Center. Yes. Yeah. Um. No, I got really excited because I saw Soon come out with McCree, and McCree is honestly my favorite hero. And then, like, three shots into barriers, and he had to go swap off. You're just like, howdy! Oh, a barrier. Bye! <laughs> Basically, and it's like, uh, I, I really s- wish I could see more... Uh, Soon McCree. Just McCree in general. Just McCree in general, just because I love playing him, and I think he does take a lot of skill, but... It's not the meta for him. Yeah. It's not the meta for McCree. Um, yeah, like honestly, soon on McCree is like very very well, but his swap was very much needed. Mm-hmm. And like the baguette on the baguette. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, no. Um, it surprised me how good soon is at Brigitte because it's such a different playstyle to, you know, the very aim focus, the kit scan heavy stuff that he does with like McCree or Tracer or Widow. Brigitte is so different, but the fact that, you know, he goes on and he just stomps. It's so good and definitely helped win this this map. So, many people like know him for his Tracer and these past few maps, like these past few stages, he's been very much on the Widow and a bit of McCree, depending on the composition and the maps but mm-hmm. it's like it's it's one of those things that really shows that he isn't just that tracer like he was known in the previous years now he can learn these heroes and excel at them yeah and he has like that kind of flexibility it's really awesome so yeah novellian took that game and then we go to dorado honestly this was a little sad <laughs> No, the other was like so like oh, one of my favorite parts was just Custa ba- breaking out the battle mercy, taking out what was it, um, their mercy and the widow. Mm-hmm. She's like so good, like yes, yes, just, get just it, get it, get it. Flying around, what was point two? Flying around, just getting those two kills. It's... Yeah, it was, it was right when they were gonna cap point B, and just. Mm-hmm. I think what sealed it off was Zen uh, soon picking up the Zen right towards the end yeah because they, they, you know, they wouldn't have had, i don't think i don't remember if transcendence was up but they then they transcendence w- was up transcendence, okay so that would have just like cut off their defensive ult yeah so transcendence was up and that just like helped them push that last little bit and it came out after their zen respawn but it wasn't enough at that point because there was just no follow-through yeah like uh, uh, the and most then, that would happen would maybe be a star, but it's just like it did it didn't work out for London. Like I believe they even broke out the new seal at one point. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it w- the swaps they made weren't the right ones or at the right time, and it didn't work out for them. Then when they went on the attack, just, mm-hmm. 
Nunden couldn't push past very well. Yeah, Valen just held. Valen just held. They held at the... Not the doorway. The, uh, the arc. Yeah. The arc, yeah. So that, that's what a lot of people hold because of that's where uh, mm -hmm. the defending team rotates to. And yeah, it just. It's a really nice choke, but oh my god, just. It was, it was, it was sad. I, I, wa I wanted, uh, I honestly wanted the uh, Spitfire to put in a better fight, but. It's one of those games that, like, makes London earn the name of the C9. Because they basically, <laughs> they C9'd. They got yeah. like three kills, but because they decided to run away from Agility's, I believe it was Agility who was on, yeah, uh, Agility's rip tire at the very end, they were they, instead of dying on point, which would have extended the overtime. Yes. Yeah. They could have had like one person die on point while the other one like kind of backs away. And then that person comes and in. And come back. But they all ran off the point. And yeah. like the rip tire didn't even kill anybody. I believe the Hanzo shot it down. But he was just mm -hmm. like, he had backed away too much to the point that the overtime ran out. It's like, and then yeah. it's a C9 from C9 again. Yeah, it sucked. So that was Valene and Spitfire moving on to our match with the Outlaws. That was so fun to watch. So fun. <laughs> it was just, that was Valene at full force. Yeah, it's one of the ones where you think that the outlaws are favored, just because I think in general I I don't think I can't remember if the Valiant has beaten the outlaws before. If they have, it was all the uh, way in stage one. Uh, I don't think. Wait, did Valiant not go up against them in stage one, or am I looking at the wrong time? They have to have. No, there's one team that every team does not go up against, and it like it switches off. I don't mm. see. I think. Oh, I think they just didn't go up against some stage one, and that's why I don't remember them the score against them. Let's see, week five. Yeah, by the looks of it, they just didn't go up against them stage one. Because I remember mm -hmm. stage two and stage three, Valiant lost against the Outlaws. Yeah. So this was their first win against them, and it's a four-zero. It's a four-zero. It's a great game to watch. Like, um, we had like what much was they again? Uh like oh uh, it starts off on Nizzard World. And Venant actually takes Nizzard World. It just I mean really showing just the, the kind of the kind of team that Valiant can be when they actually just all coordinate together. Yeah, and like as as usual, like on Nizzard World, we see uh space breaking out the baby diva main and just <laughs> 22 eliminations to two deaths. Like, this, this boy, doesn't matter if he gets demacked, he gets right back in mech. He doesn't mm -hmm. die. This, this boy does not die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I don't uh, have too much to say to this one because I watched this game. I had to watch this game on replays at work, so I was, like, half paying attention to it. I was like, uh... The Overwatch League page now has a stats page. It mm -hmm. doesn't have like a per player, per map, per hero type. Uh, it's a player stats for all heroes of that stage. So I can't like, mm -hmm. so what I can do now is like look at those stats per the map 
to mm-hmm. and per like the state the, the series that they had towards these stats and it's actually like pretty interesting because the, these stats are per 10 minutes mm-hmm. like it's really funny because like, you'll get people like uh bunny and fate who have uh ksf and numnock they all have zero healing like no healing at all <laughs> but that's because they're either dps or tank yeah and like it's really funny because when i just look at these i'm just like wait what oh wait that's because it's not their role yeah no it is and then you look at some of the ones that like all like agilities does have some healing but that's because he also plays the roadhog sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like it's really funny seeing these stats yeah so um yeah, like I said, I don't have too much more to say on the Valiant Outlaws game because I was just, like half paying attention to it while working. Does anything like really stick out to you other than just Valiant? I mean, I was doing so Valiant. well. Like I feel, uh, I believe it was Hanamura that uh, they managed to keep the uh, Outlaws from even ta- from taking the second point. Mm-hmm. So Valiant like very easily took that if I. If that is the map I'm thinking of, because... Yeah, because well, is... yeah, I, I had a like, they played it again against another team, and I'm like, wait, am I mixing them up again? No, Hanamura, they had two to one. Yeah, okay. And they went on Oasis Control. So much fun mm-hmm. to see. Uh, you Like, Outnos put in a big effort... Uh, with they took the, the library, didn't they? Uh, that is University... Happening? University. Yeah, it's yeah, the they university. Uh, yeah. this, one, this one was the one that you said that they said uh, the Thanos, I think. No, Thanos was uh, that Thanos was in the Spitfire game. Spitfire game. I, I remember he yeah. broke out the Doomfist twice. I he think broke that. out Doomfist again. Yeah. Yeah. And then was this one the one? I think oh, no, this one was the one where the caster said, uh, "I'm always like when they die at near the end, so they break out the Doomfist." I think it's this one. Okay, it was this one. Yeah. He broke out the Doomfist like twice, so we don't we can't remember which one. But yeah, it, it a, just... what I find funny mm-hmm. is uh, they he used the Doomfist to basically make Cormat C nine because Cormat mm-hmm. was the uh, uh, you think he almost he almost got the D Mac by using mm-hmm. the uh, upshot combo, but uh, the Diva had defense matrix up, so the Nas bonnets didn't hit and then demac but there was enough of a knockback from the uppercut that mm-hmm. the uh the timer ran out since he landed slightly off of the point and he was high enough in the air for it to start running out so it, was like, it, it was like a forced c9 because if he hadn't been booped off the map with the punch and the uppercut he mm-hmm. could have kept it going for a while longer and have been able to be like maybe demac onto the point and started even longer as baby diva Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I just like, it was just a forced C9. Is they if he had been able to start longer, maybe uh, damn it, uh, the, the not that uh, Houston out now. I I mix it up with outlaws. the other uh, <laughs> Texas team. <laughs> you <laughs> said London somewhere in there. London, That's not in Texas. London was the last game that he used Doomfist on. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I I said uh, I almost said fuel. And I'm like, no wait, That's the wrong Texas team. Outlaws. It's the Outlaws. <laughs> yes. That was a pretty fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Dorado is... Uh, so I think... I feel like it's always nice to watch Dorado, just aesthetically. <laughs> it really is. It just... I might be but, biased. You know, 
Yeah, definitely bias. <laughs> Valiant uh, managed to push pretty damn hard. Um, I find funny is like Cool Matt again, C9. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He uh, he was the last one on the court. Flies upward to uh, send his diva bomb off, but since it's already in overtime, it's been overtime for a while. He was up in the air yeah. long enough that it ran it just out. Nine hit. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember. I remember actually seeing that clip in the highlight reel. Ah, that's painful. This is like two two C nines from Cool Matt. Like I wouldn't even call that last one a C nine because I don't think I don't think his team would have made it back in time. Because mm-hmm. a C nine is usually like defined as winning a team fight or getting close to winning a team fight, then basically walking off the map. It, it's I mean it's still just painful either way. Yeah. So I should probably just clarify that we're not going to talk about the game that happened on Wednesday. Just because this episode was supposed to come out on Tuesday, but because the audio issues, we're just going to keep this to week four and week five's episode will come out at the regular time. Yeah. So, so you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Inside NA Valiant, we did not have a video for Inside NA Valiant. Well, what did come out was a uh, 90 second video for soon. For the best player on the team. <laughs> you're, you're biased. You see, I got him into Valiant by telling him Soon was one of the players? This is true. It's very this true. is true. Um, yeah, Soon 90 seconds. Um, yeah, that, that 90 second video was funny though. It's like, it, soon, it soon? was really funny. It was so wholesome too. Like his, like, favorite, his favorite animal's a cat. This is cat. the correct answer. <laughs> uh, like, no, I think my, my favorite part was he's like, oh, when you're sad, the cat comes to comfort you. I'm like, oh, Oh, oh. Such like, a good boy. Oh. No, I think the video is just really nice showing like the kind of person Soon is outside the outside the game. He just seems like a really down to earth person. Mm-hmm. Like Soon is definitely the kind of person who in his position could let fame go to his head, but you, you can't really tell it's not. I mean he he admitted to not believing in aliens. Like, who admits that he don't yeah. believe in aliens? Me. <sighs> that that's an easy question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it, it was a nice video and cat. Mm-hmm. He likes cats. That's all that cat, matters. He likes cat. And then they we had the other video of the the kid who made the sign language for the Overwatch League. Or like uh, started making like name signs. Yes. Uh, what happened with that is Danik is a deaf fourteen-year-old living in Riverside, not too far away from us actually, who grew up in LA, and he is a big fan of Valiant. The thing is that he can't really watch the games on Twitch because he can't hear, so he won't really mm-hmm. know what's going on besides what he sees visually. So mm-hmm. what he did was he worked out a way to have an interpreter uh, sit in front of him as he's watching the game. So uh, she will sign what the casters are saying. Because he can't, he can't mm-hmm. hear that when, like, you and yeah. I can when we watch the games on Twitch. So mm-hmm. he and I got to watch it and see his interpreter tell him what the casters are saying. And it was really mm-hmm. cool because since the names... Like, it takes too long to sign out someone's name, like you usually yeah. do. So they came up 
he worked with his interpreter and like these are probably also signs that other people have used and uh like after a while like they figured out uh different signs to use for the names like widow because she's a sniper they do sort of like a sniper hand movement thing uh mm -hmm. junk rat they do the motion that he does when he uses for the rip tire same with Ganjinus yeah. dragon blade so it was really mm -hmm. cool that they had these very uh these movements that we ourselves would probably attribute to these players, like these heroes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they, they even like put that into how he knows, how he's able to um, uh, read the signs. Yeah, I, I'm, honestly, the Genji one's just the one that stuck out because it, it's, it's so simple, but it's like just a little thing that would had to help someone go so far to feel... Well, just so to, to know what's going on and to be part of the community still. I know that uh, since that Watchpoint uh, video came out, some other deaf uh, players and people who are part of the community have put out videos like of how they sign for Overwatch mm -hmm. and the Overwatch League. And Danik himself was making a video. I do not know if he's finished it because I, uh, I did not get a message to if he did. But he was putting out, he was going to make a video to put out what signs he uses for the heroes. And I'd be in any of the Overwatch League uh, names because he also has one specific need for NA Valiant, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so really, it's really, yeah, really it, cool that all the really effort cool, they did. Really cool, really cute, really wholesome. Just like, I, I, I like the stuff being featured because it really shows that, you know. Blizzard and Valiant and everyone involved is just trying so much to have this game be like as inclusive as possible so that anyone can play and anyone can feel like they're part of part of something, basically. After uh, the game was finished, he had a backstage pass to go talk to the players for a bit. And it was really mm -hmm. cute. Like he said himself, and you'll like this, is that his uh, favorite player is soon. Obviously. <laughs> So it was like really, it was really cute to see him meet the other players, and he even said like maybe one day he'll be there as a player himself. So like, yeah, definitely like giving him my support and hope everything goes well for him. Oh, so much. Yeah. Um, speaking of inclusivity, um, last week was Pride Week, and Ellie Valiant just embraced it full on. I mean, I, I feel like you have a bit more to say on this than I do. Yeah, it was, it was really amazing seeing Valiant put together an event at an LA for the LGBT community for the for Pride Week in LA, and they didn't even stop there. They also had Discord emotes. I don't know if you've noticed the one that they have, which is the Valiant Pride. Uh, I definitely have the ones that you guys copied over to the Voicing Valiant <laughs> Discord as well. Hey, they they said anybody can use them. It's not if, as long as it's like non-profit and stuff like that. And uh, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> uh, so they have those. They also have the limited edition Pride patches, which mine came in recently. It looks really good. Thank you for buying it. <laughs> Welcome. And they're just like happy to spread the pride everywhere, and they didn't just want to like ended for that week yeah it's because like it, it shouldn't just be 
a week-long thing. It should be a thing that, you know, just show that, in, like, again, inclusivity is such an important part of this, and it's such an important part, in my opinion, of everything that Blizzard's trying to do, because, like, for the longest time, gaming has always been, like, a big boys club, and it's really nice to see, you know, so many people of so many different backgrounds getting into the game that I love. It's, like, it's very yeah. nice to, like... Whether you're like all LGBT plus or a supporter, like you can find a safe place with Valiant, it, Nike Valiant, just there, and they continue to show, support that they are. Um, they are trying to. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing because I wasn't given the it's full details, but they are. Uh, there is something they're starting. Uh, if you're interested in being a part of it, uh, you can reach out to Boot, Baited Boot on Discord at Baited Boot, hashtag five, I'm bad at numbers, five, four, seven, two on Twitter at Baited Boot. Not 100% sure what he's like cooking up, but it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, I'm just really, I'm just really happy about all this, honestly. And that's uh, that's really all I have to say. Yeah. Just I'm really happy to see, you know, to see the team that I support putting so much effort in. Yeah, it's like they're, they're like basically starting a community-run support group, and it's very it's very much like God. It, it, Ryan's definitely okay with it, and it's just it's so nice to see all this. Uh, next for Valiant coming up, they do not have any events that I know of besides viewing parties you might find at your local colleges or maybe a few bars that are like the mm-hmm. esports bars so i would definitely i they do not have anything on their event right so i cannot give you a, a place to go find them but the discord does have a channel where you can uh put hey we have a viewing party here or hey those of you in party there like so you guys can uh Always check that out and see if there is one coming up. Since uh, with the wins Valiant got this last week, they are set for the playoffs. I mean, I would hope so. They're still undefeated, but like, yeah, they are. Uh, I believe um, Gladiators is set for playoffs as well, isn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, depending on how this next week goes, but they are been about a ninety percent chance. Ninety nine. Very confident that they'll get in, so it'll be yeah. a battle. There will be a battle of hopefully be a battle of LA sometime. Yeah, I mean, even like a ninety-eight percent chance. Uh, since we're not talking about what happened, what's going on this pat this week, we on right now due to this episode supposed to be for last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the win on London, they knocked in as the Pacific Division to- uh number one team, and mm-hmm. with the win on the uh houston outnows they have secured their spot in the playoffs uh depending on what they do this week they will secure the number one spot which gives them the right to uh choose who they go up against during the first part of the stage playoffs Mm -hmm. and also with the scores they have right now they have pretty much knocked in for the season state playoffs not just the stage so it just makes me so excited for what's going to happen coming up yeah, so definitely look out for viewing parties coming to your area. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for those. But other than that, I do not believe there are any events besides that. 
Uh, for. Yeah. for is it time to move on? Uh, next, actually, next week games, which is technically this week, they have the San Francisco against the San Francisco Sharks, which was uh, as of recording, this was actually yesterday. But uh, uh, we'll talk about that. It's Sunday, so it'll that'll be out soon. Yeah, and then Friday, uh, which will probably be the day this episode comes out, uh, Vanant is going up against Feel at 8 p.m. And that would be the last game uh, before the 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 stage playoffs, which uh, title matches uh, start on Sunday, June 17th at 1 p.m. Awesome. We do not know like what time they will be because we don't know yet the if they will keep the one number one slot, but we'll have to see. And that's what's coming okay. up for Valiant next week. Technically this week. <laughs> Let's go to hashtag VV talk. Uh, we actually have a decent amount of things to talk about for hashtag VV talk. Uh, I guess we can start off with the World Cup stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Cup uh, general managers, community need, and coaches have all been set. And uh, mm-hmm. recently, pretty much, all, uh, I believe Team USA and Team Canada. Uh, Team Australia, those are the ones that I mean, I've kept up with the most, have opened up uh, open tryouts. So anyone mm-hmm. can apply to get into those tryouts. Uh, they are... I hope they'll accept me in <laughs> silver. <laughs> well, that's why like, people have to put in, I believe people have to put in an application first to do a tryout. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, uh, I I know I know a lot of them have given uh, are giving people who are outside of the Overwatch League a chance to get in, so it's not just gonna mm-hmm. be oh uh you're gonna see the same people who are on the team last year. No, they're mm-hmm. opening it up for everybody. Some of them are keeping it hush hush, and others are no more open. Uh, the community need for Canada is actually a streamer that I watch very often, Q uh oh really yeah oh i didn't tell you that he got community need no you didn't tell me you didn't tell me karki got uh got the lead yeah so he's community need he's just like another social media manager and it's really funny because uh i've been watching a stream for a while and i've seen him grow uh Mm -hmm. and when i go to his streams now it's like full of people just asking him questions after questions about the world cup and i'm just like Oh, please stop. He's like said it so many times that he cannot disclose that information just yet. And they have not mm-hmm. made definite uh, decisions on who's in and who's out. They've done like uh, most of the teams seem to have done like the first wave of tryouts. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just like it's so hectic because I'll be nice, like, ah, uh, watching Overwatch. So suddenly, who's going to be in Team Canada? I'm like, ah. Uh... Watching, watching. This is this is secret for reasons. <laughs> yeah, and people will like go into his Discord because he has a, a channel that's only for subscribers, and they'll be like asking questions there. And I'm just like, just because you're a subscriber doesn't mean you're gonna get the inside knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most uh most of the teams have uh a Discord, but to join in if you want to keep up with information, I. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping to see some of our Valiant boys on Team USA, Canada, Australia, because Custis with us now. Korea mm-hmm. and see who else. 
Ebony. I'm not this from the UK. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Where's Finzi from again? I forget. I'm not sure. Finzi is like, I'm hoping he's gotten his uh, visa issues fixed so he can play this week. Mm -hmm. um i know him and izayaki were having visa issues which is why uh when they put in the b team against the dragons they they were not up there with them mm -hmm. so yeah i'm ho i'm hoping to see more of them yeah i'm, really hope I'm, ho I'm hoping to see uh oh france i forgot about soon <laughs> how how i don't know then again i, I you like, didn't say when it either you well, when you were listening through these, I don't, I don't know. My mind auto-corrected it because, like, who would forget about Zoom? But no, yeah. So, France. yeah. U.S., Canada, France, Korea, Australia, yeah. U.K. U.S., Canada, Rogue, Korea. Rogue, Korea. <laughs> hey, Rogue's not really a thing anymore, though. No, yeah. Well, France is going to be Rogue 2.0. Yeah. Or 2.5. That, that's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm really hoping to they're see gonna bring the, all They're going to bring the band back together. Bring the band back together. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping to see some of our boys up there. See how they do. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to give, like, people in contenders a chance, but at the same time, I want to see more of our boys. Just, uh, come on. <laughs> You're biased. I am. I'm not 100% biased. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but, uh... And Dwarf gave us, like, a decent amount of things to talk about as well. Okay, so... One of the questions that he has sent in... Uh, is who are your picks for the Pacific Division All Star team? So any any players from the Pacific Pacific, Pacific Division team? Pacific. Um, I'm going to say soon. Well, yeah, you, you gotta put it. You gotta put in a whole team. I I know I know, and I can't just straight up say the Valiant because like that that's cheating. Cause I, I but, I'm trying. I try to think about it in ways of synergy and language barriers and stuff. Cause part of me really wants to say mm -hmm. Ryu J Hong to put him in as one of the supports. Yeah, but that mean. Well, I mean, you could have someone like Ryu, and then you can have like Kareev supporting but I, but, Ryu. But I, but I want I want Custa in too, my boy Custa. <laughs> You're biased. Cuz is, is great. He is. He is. Kareem's so handsome, though. Kareem's so handsome. I cannot get rid of Kareem. Like, I, I'm always like, oh, I was like, oh, maybe Sneepy. I really like Sneepy. And I'm like, wait, that means I have to get rid of Custo or Kareem. And then I look at the, like, the tanks. I'm like, oh, maybe Super. from, And I'm like, no, no. And I'm like, maybe Fisher. No, no, I like I like my boys too much. Yeah, you like numblocker. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's 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 hard, but like we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't want I don't wanna cheat and just say the Valiant boys, but I don't know. I, I mean I could always put Ryu J Hong on main tank. Oh. <sighs> don't put don't put I'm me. just gonna my, my my big pick is soon, but like I'm biased to sell, so mm-hmm. Don't listen to me, whoever's actually making the decisions. Yeah. I mean, the community is making the decisions, so community, don't listen to him. Yeah. So all 20 to 50 people who listen to this podcast, my opinions are not as valid as bookworms. 
Okay, and second question is, who is your pick for MVP and why? He's going to say soon. Space. Ah, damn it. You did that on, pur- <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> you? Yeah. No, but okay. Okay, my reasoning being like, because he can't, he can't came out of our space. Like, he barely turned 18. And he's such a force. Like, god damn. Like, I really wish I wanted to say, I could say soon. Because soon has put in, like, so much work for Valiant. But so has space. And, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would honestly throw my support back to say just because I feel like he's got a bit more, like, overall, like, flex and... I don't, I don't know. I feel like him and Soon are kind of tied on the amount of impact they've had on the team. And it's time to give someone else. Like, my boy Soon is my personal MVP, but for the actual MVP, Space. Well, I'm not 100% sure just yet, even though I need to put in my vote soon before the close. But, yeah. like, I know that most people go for, like, the DPS, but I'm really leaning towards Fate right now, honestly. Like, I, I've been going back and forth. Like, I really wanted to say Custard, too, but I feel like just he the supports won't get as much support just like people see the flashy plays from the dps and maybe the next support but they don't look at the support so i would i'm not gonna put it in for custer because i know he's not gonna get it so i was, yeah, think, I yeah. was thinking mainly sp- uh fate because even before space came in he was very very consistent in his plays and he can be aggressive but he mm-hmm. knows when to like shield his team he he just does so well mm-hmm. yeah no it's yeah this one thing like i i would want to throw a lot more support behind tanks or supports but you know if it is a community voted thing he, the community is going to vote for the people who have the most um the most the most screen time because i know uh when these votes first started going on uh, when you look through bes- through the tweets in the MVP hashtag, besides like all the meme XQC ones, there, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot of Jonak in there. But that's an obvious, mm-hmm. like people know him for those like amazing Zenyatta, like across the map snipes that he somehow does. Like mm-hmm. he is the embodiment of DPS Zen. <laughs> I mean, Zen is DPS. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah so like that's why i said like if you were to see a support in that it'd be the next support role the one who's on the senata that is isn't the primary healer because the primary healer's their job is to keep them up yeah and the flex support is kind of like there to help like heal and do support in other forms i mean do you count brigida's support the Brigitte, <laughs> Brigitte is in a weird spot where she's she's more of an off tank with mm-hmm. a support kit. People often say like Zenyatta is a DPS with a support kit, or yeah. Diva is a off tank with a DPS kit. And I yeah. feel like Brigitte is a off tank with a support kit. Yeah. I think that's MVP. And so the last one is, who do you think is most underappreciated player in OWL? So do you got anything for this one? 
Yeah, I would say just the entire Shanghai team. Entire Shanghai team. Not the very, not very appreciated, but I feel like that's more people wanting to root for the underdogs rather than yeah. appreciating the actual players. So I yeah, well, like, yeah. yeah, like appreciating uh, what what's her well no what's her name um, Giguri. Like like she's appreciated just because you know first female and like God here Zarya, but like the rest of the team, you know, you, you get the rallying behind them because you know they're the last place team and you want them to win but like as individual players they're still great players and you know and like you'll see like dia popped off and then nato's like oh dia didn't get the kill oh yeah but yeah. honestly i also like the coaches like valian talks about coach moon a lot but the coaches in overwatch i don't hear mention of like any other team's coaches i don't hear mention like, about a like, bit any... of like crusty and kai kai but that's more because mm -hmm. like trading between coaches and stuff so yeah so like the coaches i think also are not and they're the not as appreciated as like in real sports like you know if you hear talk in baseball teams or football teams or soccer teams the coach is such an important part of the team there and some people there's on some teams the coach is like the most well-known person but you go into overwatch and you know like you, you might the know them because they used to be pro players and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like um, like a uh, Grim, but yeah, like, yeah. but like, you know, I only know Moon and Grim because I follow Valiant. I don't know the other coaches. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that's something that is going to be changing as the Overwatch League gets more mature. That it will start reflecting these things that uh, regular sports has, where the coaching staff will. Have more, more of an impact. Yeah, we'll be more appreciated and have more of an impact. And you'll see, like, you know, people come, uh, coaches coming in. Like, if, you know, Shanghai gets a staffing change and a new coach. <laughs> they constantly get an, staffing changes. You know what I mean. <laughs> like, if they get a new coach in and they actually score their first game, that coach's name is going to be known. Yeah. Like, well, and, well for, for what I feel with the, like, most underappreciated player. I gotta say mistakes from Boston Uprising. Mm -hmm. And this has to, like, when the casters talk about mistakes, they, it's a lot of times it's make, it's to make a joke on his name, mistakes. Like, oh, mistakes made of mistakes. Oh, no mistakes here. And like, stuff yeah. like that. And the thing is, when he first became, like, when he became the, like, primary DPS player after uh, Boston Uprising let go of Dream Casper, he mm -hmm. was often talked about being the weakening. He was the the worst player there. He it was often talked about being not a good DPS by mm -hmm. a lot of people and the casters themselves, the analysts, yeah. all that. But I feel like he really stepped up to that role and he worked very, very hard to be the DPS that they needed mm -hmm. now that they got rid of one of them. And mm -hmm. that happened in stage three, which is like yeah, stage three? Yeah. The best stage. And he did so well. And people don't give him any credit. Mm. I, I don't like... I'm very involved in the community. I'm friends with so many artists that are fans of... Like, I have at least one friend who is a fan of every team. Mm -hmm. And I don't hear talk of mistakes. I've heard, I've yeah. heard talks of so many other players who are up on stage, maybe the same amount of mistakes. Mistakes is one of their, like, 
starters and one of the people is mainly on stage yet you'll mm-hmm. see more talk of striker than mistakes and that i think that's just a really good choice um last little thing of vb talk is something that actually i put in here and i kind of want to talk about um i've been busy with life lately so i haven't been able to play nearly as much overwatch as like i'd like to and honestly, I'm just kind of just blown away with all the meta changes I've seen since I last consistently. Because, like, last time I played for any decent amount of time that wasn't just a pickup game of, like, Deathmatch was around Christmas time. And that's when, like, Lucio was still on top, you know. You still had, like, you know, you Dive was still a thing. Brigida hadn't come in. The Hanzo changes hadn't come in. It, it was a really different meta. Now I see, like, when I was watching the games preparing for this week, I just saw, like, it, it shocked me that there was every team wasn't running a Lucio. It shocked me that every team wasn't running like the play, the the characters that I thought were essential. And it just makes me think, like, wow, Overwatch is still such a like, cool evolving game. I I want to know what like you thought about all the meta changes. Like, I find it really cool, like, like you said about Nucio, Nucio is now, like, mostly being played in a, like, triple support, triple tank composition, mm-hmm. or triple support, double tank sniper sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, he doesn't get, like, in the first stage, he wasn't played too, too much due to the uh, Mercy meta, uh, because of how her Valk- Valkyrie worked back then. But after that change, you'd get, like, the Snamunance with Moira, which would work yeah. very, very well. Now, like, there's a lot of changes like, uh, that were made to other characters, which have made, which, ha- which has made, like, it's, if one character gets buffed, indirectly another one gets nerfed. It's just how yeah. it's, like, recently, uh, Tracer hasn't been seen very much. Uh, it, on- it only works for specific com- compositions, maps, like, when you used to be able to run Tracer with almost everything which is one of the mm-hmm. reasons like we haven't seen soon on tracer or that much bunny bunny yeah. if you look at his streams and stuff he's been practicing a lot of widow and uh was it was was it against the dragons game mm-hmm. i think uh that they put in him numnoct verbo and uh chaos was chaos up for that one too I'm yeah. not quite sure. Uh, you, you would see him a lot on, like, The Widow. Mm-hmm. Because the, the meta has changed so much. It used to be the Tracer show for a lot of matches. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, and, but now that, you know, Tracer's not the greatest against Brigida. Tracer's no. not the greatest against, like, uh, Moira. Because uh, Brigida has a basically one-shot combo on a Tracer. Basically, if you get stunned as tracer by brigitte you're almost guaranteed dead unless your teammate comes in to maybe boop the brigitte to stop her from getting the nasty hit on you or if somehow she misses like say you get booped like onto the no ground when she shield bashes you yeah Stuff it, like it that. just it, it, it's it's so interesting because like you know i was playing around triple tank i was playing when you know Everyone was complaining that triple tank was like the worst meta, and 
now people are looking back on it fondly and I ca i've kind of gone through this before with like magic the gathering and i've gone through this before with other games where you know there's a meta people say it's like the worst meta ever and then it changes and people look back on it fondly because i feel like a lot of people are getting tired of dive and dive yeah. was pretty much all you would see you'd see like a very little difference maybe like an anti-dive sort of thing but yeah. it was all dive and people are getting tired of that. Like, if you looked at this, like, if you'd ask people who are watching Overwatch League, they'd say that they're getting, it's getting stale of just watching dive over and over. Yeah. And so uh, I'm it, really happy that there were these changes. But now people are it, just like, oh, it's so bad to play. And like, it, give, give it time. It's, there's always bad things. There's always good and there's bad. Yeah, uh, we answered the question. I think it's about time to wrap this up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Nothing so, else we're forgetting. No auto pops this week. No, no auto pops this week. I don't think. So I believe that is all for Voice Invented. If you would like your questions or suggestions to be on the show next week or in a few days, as this episode is a bit late, uh, you can send them in at hashtag VVTalk or join the Discord and send them in in our suggestions channel. Want to leave us feedback? We also have a feedback channel. If you want to know more about Voicing Valiant, you can follow us on Twitter at Voicing Valiant or again, join the Discord. If you want to know more about Valiant, you can follow them at Voicing I was about to say at Voicing Valiant. No. no at <laughs> at LA Valiant on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Reddit, Discord, and Snapchat. And if you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, you can also use, if you're on an iPhone, either the podcast app or Overcast, or if you're on Android, something like Pocket Cast, or I believe we're on the Google Play Store. You can just download it to your phone and listen to it whenever, wherever. Yeah, we've had some people ask us about putting it on different uh, podcast we are sites. on, I believe, and... every major podcast site that is not Spotify, because Spotify is weird. Spotify is weird. Spotify so, uh, is very weird. If you do not like how Anchor is, you can try one of those other apps instead. Yeah, and besides that, I think we're done here. I'm going yeah. to be trying to get this all up on YouTube too, so if you use YouTube, you can listen to us there. See ya. Good night. Never mind. Cut this. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is why he's not the usual co-host. No, this is all getting edited out. Um, <laughs>